Since Jesus holds the keys to death and Hades, he can open the door to you so that you can live in paradise. Welcome to Tell Podcasts. You're listening to encouraging words from Pastor Davison, bringing you truth and peace through God's word. In this episode, we look to the Easter message and recognize its applications in our everyday lives. Think, evaluate, learn, lead. T-E-L-L. Tell. Here's Pastor Davison with We Worship the Ever-Living God. Thanks for listening. Our text is Revelation chapter 1, verse 17 to 18. And the theme is, we worship the ever-living God. Brothers and sisters, the question is, who is this Jesus that everyone is talking about? On Good Friday and Easter Sunday, Jesus takes center stage. TV specials focus on the details of his life. Classic biblical epics are aired. Churches experience a spike in attendance. I'm grateful that the Lord of life receives this spotlight. Our goal this morning is to get a more accurate picture of Jesus. To do this, I take you to the last book in the Bible, the book of Revelation. In the very, very, very first chapter of the book of the Apostle John, where he had a vision which he encountered the living Christ. Verse 9 tells us that John was on the island of Patmos, a small island located in the Aegean Sea. This is west of Turkey today. He was persecuted for following Christ. John described his vision of Christ using bold imagery such as his head and hair were white like wool, his eyes were like blazing fire, his feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound, indeed the sound of rushing waters. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. This is Revelation chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. Then we move on into our text for today. Verse 17, John says, When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Dear friends, John became lifeless before the Lord. I find this stunning. Think about this. John knew Jesus and had a close relationship with him. He was in the inner circle of the uh, three disciples, Peter, James, and John. He sat next to Jesus at the Last Supper. He followed with Peter to the place where Jesus was put on trial. He stood with Jesus at the cross and was told by Jesus to care for his mother. He, indeed with Peter, ran to the empty tomb. John calls himself the disciple that Jesus loved. Does it seem odd that John responds to Jesus this way? We might have expected John to embrace him, shake his hand, or give him a high five. 
Instead, he fell on his face, terrified and overwhelmed by the glory and majesty of Christ. Dear friends, the point here is, this is a powerful reminder that Jesus is uh, in his fullest nature, is greater than our earthly minds. In John's account, Jesus placed his hand on him and said, Do not be afraid. Jesus extended comfort to John and explained that we should not be afraid. The first point we want to know is, Jesus is the eternal God. The first thing Jesus says is that he is the first and the last. Earlier on in verse 18, God said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Dear friends, Jesus says there is nothing before him and there will be nothing after him. Life begins and ends with him. Our lives must fit within the realm of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the eternal God. He rose from the dead. The second point is, he is the living Savior. Verse 18 is the second thing that Jesus mentions to John. He says, I am the living one. I was dead and behold, I am alive forever and ever. Notice that Jesus was crucified and died. He lived as we do. He faced trials and temptations. He understands our lives. He was crucified to pay the price for our sins. He died as our substitute. He faced the wrath of God on our behalf. The third point is that he came back to life. This is what we celebrate during Easter. This is the cornerstone of the Christian faith. We believe we will live even though we die. We believe there is a place prepared for us. Dear friends, John knew these things were true from personal experience. He was witness to the incredible life and power of Jesus. He saw the sick healed, the bread multiplied, the storm calmed, the demons flee. John saw Jesus talking with Moses and Elijah on the mountain of transfiguration. He saw the Son of God suffer and die on the cross. He saw the empty tomb and he talked with the resurrected Savior. My dear brothers and sisters, Jesus reminded John that we worship a living Savior. The other point is that Jesus is the one to whom we are accountable. Lastly, Jesus said he holds the keys to death and Hades. Jesus is the one who is the steward of eternity. The fact that he has the keys means that he is the one who has authority. He has the power over our eternal destiny. He has the authority to unlock death and Hades. The person with the key to a stadium can invite their friends to play on the field. Since Jesus holds the keys to death and Hades, he can open the door to you so that you can live in paradise. Dear brothers and sisters, Jesus is worthy of worship. We worship the ever-living God. 
Revelation chapter 5 verse 12 says, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Oh my God. We see the shamefulness of our own sin when we look at this. We see how far Jesus had to humble himself in order to take the form of a man so he could be our redeemer. We must be filled with a great sense of gratitude. We face life with a new confidence. Therefore, no need to fear life. I know very well and I believe you can agree with me that life is scary. The economy is shaky. Jobs are fragile. Diseases are threatening. We can't help but fear for our own lives. However, when we understand that time is in God's hands, when we realize that Jesus is supreme over all, we can learn to say, number one, from life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. Number two, no power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand. And number three, here, in the power of Christ, I will stand. We worship the ever-living God. Dear friends, life is not out of control, as you might think. Things are not aimless, as you might feel. He has a purpose for the events that seem to pull you like the undertow of a wave. The first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, is still on the throne. He will lead, he will protect, he will defend, and someday will lead us to the place he has prepared for us. What a joy of Easter. Dear friends, you can hang on to him. John chapter 14 verse 19 says, Because I live, you also will live, he promised. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. There is life beyond the grave, dear friends. Jesus holds the keys of death and eternal life. The Bible says there is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. If you trust in Christ, you will be forgiven and live in the perfect world God will make for his followers. We will be reunited with loved ones. We will be rewarded for faithful acts. However, the flip side is also true. If you are hoping to get into heaven by some other way, you will be frustrated because the door will be locked. Dear friend, your family pedigree will not unlock the door. If you put your hope in anything that, uh, uh, but Christ, you will find yourself on the wrong side of heaven. You will face God's judgment because you have ignored the way of salvation God has provided for you. Jesus alone holds the keys. Therefore, during this Easter, do you see the real Jesus? Do you see him as he truly is? Take some time this Easter to make sure that you are seeing him clearly. My dear brother, my dear sister, Make sure you are building on the right foundation, the foundation that will stand through any storm and lead us to life beyond the grave. Shalom.
Thanks again for listening to Tell Podcasts. Tell's mission is simple, teaching you the real gospel so you can teach others. Remember, truth brings peace. For more about Tell, visit us on Facebook or at tellnetwork.org.